Hello ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of CookieCast. Today on CookieCast, it's the Straight to the Apex podcast, our Formula One podcast. And I thought about singing The Boys Are Back in Town, but I decided against it. Instead, I'll just tell you, everybody's here, everybody's present and correct, in some form or another at least. So, there's races to discuss, There's, I'm sure there's going to be talk about upcoming races, races that's been, you never know, they might even throw a quiz out there. Before we get started, please do consider like, share, subscribe and comment, drop any reviews you want to drop and please, if you've got a Formula 1 fan in your life, send them this podcast, they will thank you for it. Right, let's get going. So here we go. This is Cookie Cast, straight to the apex. This meeting is being recorded. Hello, everyone. As you can see, I'm back. Hope you've missed me. I know these guys have. Um, obviously, welcome back, everyone. It's episode 21 of the Straight to the Apex podcast. Um, joining me as always, Mr. Reliable, Mr. Consistent, Mr. Jim Stainforth. Apart from tonight, two minutes late to the meeting, but here I am. Hey, someone's got to be late, James. Normally it's Tony. I thought I'd um, make him feel better. That's my wedding present to you, mate. That is awfully nice, awfully nice. And fresh from his wedding that we all watched, the new, he's got a new nickname, by the way, James. It's not T-Dog anymore. It's TMR. Tony Mulcher, not Rawson. Sounds like uh, a rapper name, doesn't it? So TMR is joining us. TMR. Konnichiwa. Mr. Tony Mulcher, not Rawson. How does it feel to be a married man on the podcast? It feels absolutely fantastic. It feels amazing. Oh, um, Beth's in the room. Hi, Beth. Hi, hi, Mrs. Mulchinock Rawson. I can't believe you did it, you absolute idiot. You could have turned around and walked away, but you married him, and now you've sent him nice. to us. We don't even get a week off from him. Done it, guys. Done it. No, it was amazing. Welcome to the club, mate. Yeah. What, what a day. And thank Feel you for different. joining. You're going to be different on this podcast. Feel different now you're a married man. More grown up. Well, I don't know. After the race this weekend, I think I'm back to square one, to be honest. Dropping F-bombs and raging and... I like it's it. Just, just terrible. So just you, terrible. Changed, you changed in the build-up to the wedding to get Beth to believe that you're a different man. And now you're married, it's too fucking late. Exactly. Exactly. Can we talk about the wedding? Let's let's go off topic for a couple of minutes, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You One thing, it's the first, probably the first and only ever wedding I've attended via Zoom. Which is pretty cool. I'm slightly nervous. Go on, finish your point. Um, you know, if people started talking, the camera would flip and you'd just see some random person you'd never met before, probably laid in bed just watching it as well. And like I, I said on the day, didn't I? 
it must be like it, it was like watching goggle watch. You'd see like Tony and Beth stood there doing the vows, then you know, someone like, Oh, don't she look lovely? And all of a sudden it flipped to like Margaret and Dave <laughs> were just laid in bed watching it. You know, the dog just there and everything else. And you're like, oh fuck me, it's goggle watch live. But yeah. Um, secondly, there was a lot of crotch shots in there, mate. That that's my point. I don't ever want to attend a Zoom wedding again. Because I saw, I probably saw more of the groom's cock that night than the bride did. <laughs> it's not an image I want. Well, it was, if you put it that way, well. I, I, I don't know how to say it, but it was just... So I don't know how the, I don't know if it was filming on a laptop or they had a camera there or what, Tony, but for like the first 10, 15 minutes, it was just you uh, and obviously a couple of the staff from the hotel and everything. And you're talking to them. Bearing in mind, these guys are in Barbados and everything else. And you're just going, oh, I'm from Ull, mate. Have you heard from me? Yes. Everyone around the world has heard of Ull. They haven't. Well done. No. They haven't. Some no. Did they, they point that out to you? Yes, they go. Not, not as much. Where's that? But luckily, the Reverend had lived in England for a number of years, so he knew where Hull was, but never oh, been. Wow. But I was doing about three or four things at one time, at a time where you only really want to be doing one thing, and that's concentrating on is she coming down the beach or not. So when I get I'm glad there, you said that. I thought you was more concentrating on grinding your crotch in front of the iPad and doing the no audition. I thought it was I your audition to OnlyFans. I'll be honest. I thought there, it, there was, was a couple of times where it was like just two minutes of Tony Crotch and a little bit yeah. of belt buckle on the top, a little bit of your little I've, Gucci belt buckle. The GG, the, the big GG. Yeah, yeah. But there was a lot of crotch. There were some very tight trousers. They were very, they were tailor-made. Tailor-made. I know. And somewhere right near to where I work as well, which like, oh, that's actually, you know, you should have said that he was there, I'd have popped him I know, and... I know. James and the point to make him a size bigger after what we witnessed. Yeah. His pants, can you just let him out a bit? Yeah. I, I, all I'll say is, it's a good job you're not blessed down there, mate, because we'd have probably seen a lot more sausage. But, the fact that, you know, anyway, Enough about sausages and crotches and some people getting married. We're here to talk about Formula One. Yeah. Um, on a race weekend where there wasn't much Formula One. Um, and, and the second race where there was probably quite a lot to go over and quite a lot to watch and everything else like that. And none of us really was able to do it. You was... I think he was flying back home. Tony oh, was yeah. well, still getting ready for his wedding. <laughs> I can't remember where I was. You, was you trying to come? I, I, I was just on my way back as well, yeah. yeah. We did really well as a, an F1 podcast. As you can, li- you know, listeners and viewers will I know, did, we are committed. I did try. I was very, very drunk and it was one o'clock in the morning and I tried to tune in. Tuned in as it was raining and the race stopped. So I was just, I gave it 15 minutes and was just like, nah, I'm knackered. 
I'm drunk as fuck. I need to go to bed. To and literally, fair, I woke, and then I just woke up at the end. To be fair, it wasn't the best race when we're all away on holiday. You tune in, it gets cancelled for effectively suspended for two hours, and then they have a quick race at the end. So, um, yeah. I've, I've kind of missed two races like that because my Sky didn't record all the Singapore one either. So oh. Yeah, what was that all that about? Because I, I got back in, I thought, all oh, right, brilliant, right, I'll put it on. It wasn't there. Sky Q isn't that clever, I've found. It's really annoying. So it, even when the programme carries on, like the, the bits after the programme record the same bit that the original programme's recording, so you get two bits of the same one even though that original programme carries on. Sky, sort your shit out, because I'm sick of it. I miss Ted's notebook. I don't really care, because Christine yeah. Horner was on probably a lot. You hear that, Sky? Get it sorted, or we'll yeah, only get one of the Amazon sticks and just watch it for free. So, qualifying <laughs> Japanese Grand Prix. I'll be honest. I'll be honest. I quickly whizzed through it, because, again, I was away. Um, so, I've got Verstappen was Pearl. 129.304. Leclerc second, 129.314. So obviously close. Science, 129.361. Then Perez, Ocon, Hamilton, Alonso, Russell, Vettel, and Norris. Um, Alban, Gasly, Magnussen, Stroll, Latifi, knocked out in Q1. Ricardo, Bottas, Sonoda, Joe, and Schumacher knocked out in Q2. Any Anything did I miss from qualifying? How was it? Uh, yeah, massive. Well, yeah, yeah, to be fair to him, we had a penalty, didn't he, from the last race? So, like, he could, you well, know, he thought, why waste a pull? Why, why waste a pull? Exactly. But what, what did he get? He got a new car? No, he got in the car. Oh, he got in the car. Oh, right. Oh, he found, a good start. He found it. He found that's it. A good, good start. start. Good start. Good start. I know um, Gaza locks up. And he got a bit angry over the radio. Uh, to um, Yuki, supposedly he's got Yuki got the new upgrades or an upgrade that Gazza didn't get, and he voiced his opinion. Um, both cars' brakes went up to scratch, supposedly. So, but I suppose he didn't, he didn't really give a fuck because he's leaving anyway. So, but yeah, that was that was pretty much all the entertainment. There was the big um, big near miss. Yes. In Q3. I want uh, Max to talk Verstappen. about this. Max Verstappen on Lando. Lando Norris on Max Verstappen. How did you see it, Mark? Please let me know. I want I want to know your opinion on this. Okay. So, I watched it. I then heard the shitty excuse Max Verstappen give for doing it. So apparently there was a gentleman's agreement between all the drivers that you don't overtake within two corners. You're basically queuing up for a lap. Now, we know that they all play games in qualifying. We all know that they there's no gentleman's agreement. I think Verstappen put his foot down, seeing Norris coming, he overcooked it. And I think, hand on hat, he should have been given a penalty because if that was the other way around and Lando did that, Lando would have got a penalty. A hundred percent. I a hundred percent agree. You do? I I completely agree. With I thought with it being Lando, I didn't think you would be in agreement with me. Uh, he was on a flying lap. 
and it's the you want the best view to get the best opinion in my opinion and everyone's opinion is being in the cockpit of Max's car you can see him you don't know if he has a little look in his mirror and says oh that McLaren's coming a bit quick best put the gas on overcooks it flicks out and Lando nearly wipes Lando out but then he kind of covers him does he cover himself or is it what? just a reaction I've seen on the video unbelievable mate yeah and then saying like waving apologising saying sorry yeah like if there was a gentleman that's what the every week I didn't see him well yeah it is if yeah. there's a gentleman's agreement, why Max pulling alongside Lando, giving him the bed or the finger, and then saying to him out the car, look, we, you know, we've agreed to all stay in the line here, and you overtook me, that's your fault. But no, he went alongside him and apologised. What What mm. do you think, James? Same as you guys. And at the same time, a gentleman's agreement doesn't mean shit. Rules are rules. Yeah. <laughs> You you can't you can't do something like that. Get called up by the FIA to see the stewards and all that kind of stuff, and then when it's like going, you're guilty. You can't turn around to them and go, oh well, you know, it's a gentleman's agreement, so I'd like to appeal. It doesn't work. Like it's like no, you you you're fucked up massively. Like, but they're scared. It's almost like the FIA, and we'll come on to the race. <laughs> it's almost like the FIA scared of going against Max Verstappen and Red Bull. Yep. And, I, you know, I will hold my hands up. I've said it. I'm not Christian Horner's biggest fan, but I will doff my cap to the guy. He's built a fucking phenomenal team. But why are they getting away with everything? If, if any other driver had done that, it'd have been straight up to the stewards, like Max was, and he would have got penalised. But Max got a slap on the wrist. I completely agree. And I one, it was that kind of oh, don't do it again. That's <laughs> that's it. like there's there's too many reprimands that it's just you got to start penalising people. They're scared of him. Is Josh going to bully him all? Is he got him all by the scruff of the neck like a schoolyard bully? Why are they scared of him? And I, yeah, I, it, it's really, really pissing me off at the minute. I said it last, I think I said it last week on the previous podcast. They just, Max Verstappen and Red Bull just seem to be getting just too many times rub of the green, if you want to call it that. Like, there's too many, like, oh, that was a coincidence. Like, and too many, like, oh, conspiracy theories. Like, there's too many of them. This season, and I, I really, yeah, okay. I'm not really a fan of anybody, really, but it just feels like it's just too many times. But the biggest thing, and we may touch on this now or later, I think it's all going to come down to the breach in the financial, the FIA financial, um, what's it called budget cap. The budget cap. That's going to be the final straw, I think, for a lot, a lot of people. And for me, it is. I, I wasn't about to say it, but I thought, let, let's see if we get on. I know we'll get onto it at some point. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, something needs to fucking happen. If nothing happens on the back of that. Fuck you, F1. Yeah. Have you read Martin Brundle's piece today? No. But nope. I've listened to him. 
I've listened to a segment of his um any driven Monday on oh, yeah. on in there is 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 a legend in him. Oh yes, and he is. I normally listen to Martin Brundle because I think he's very unbiased. Yes. He's not he's not got a favourite. He will slag Lewis Hamilton off if he needs to. He'll slag anybody off. So today he basically said Aston Martin have breached it but not gone over. I think. Yeah. Yeah. And will have gone over but not massively. So yeah. he does, he doesn't see a massive penalty. There's which if a, go on. I was going to say, if that's the truth, because it, it has been made in the news the last two weeks. I think you guys spoke about it last week without in my absence. Aston Martin had breached it and Red Bull had gone way over the budget. That's what kind of was made in the news and everything. Yeah. And I totally get Martin Brundle. They might have just gone over. There's so many grey areas where teams over costs, this, that and the other. It might be an accounting error, blah, 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 blah. If they have gone one penny over, they have broke the rule. Yeah, 100%. 100%. I don't care. If everyone's got that budget. If they've gone a penny over, it doesn't matter if there's an accounting error or if Christian Honor's put an extra receipt in for some hair dye. Like, it does not matter. 5% and under is a minor breach. And 5% of their budget, I think, is 7.5 million, which 7 well, million. Seven Seven and a half million is Martin Brundle quote is like a B spec car or quite a few upgrades. Now the numbers that have coming out loud, supposedly they'd smashed completely over that. But then supposedly after a review, then they'd only gone over like a few hundred thousand. Then I've I'm sure I've seen like they've gone over it maybe a million, 1.4, something like that. Like this is right, guys. This is a Formula One. This is the this is the top of racing on planet earth these are massive companies in automotive industries they have the biggest lawyers the biggest engineers they have the best teams out there to basically make the fastest racing car ever within certain rules how how sad is it how, firstly, how can you just go over it when you've got these rules? And two, it's just how can that be? Somebody has to be held accountable, and it can't just be a slap on the wrist. The after exactly ties into what you said, Mark. It don't matter if it's a penny or it's seven million. You've breached it. Over's over. Over's over. It's over. So you deserve, and the ramifications of that again, a couple of upgrades or an upgrade or whatever, you might have got more points in that race. Therefore, you might have beaten somebody in that championship. And therefore, you may get more money for the following season. You get more time here. Like you get advantage, 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 which has carried on to this season, which will then carry on to the next season. So they need to set precedent here. They need to. They need to. If it was Mercedes, I would be... Okay, a little bit disappointed. I favour the Mercedes team. They've, they're going to get full-on fucks here. But because it's Red Bull, I'm like, what's going to happen? They're just going to... What's going to happen? They're going to slap on the wrist. And, and this is what pretty much everyone will be thinking as well. Um, 
Yeah, I know when the rumours first started coming out, it was they were saying there was like 8% over the budget um, and stuff like that. And then when the findings came out on Monday, they said it was a minor, which means it was less than 5%. So the, the options that the FIA have got as punishment, if you want to use that kind of word, is they, they can still deduct points from driver or constructor. Um, they can reduce future gaps, sorry, future caps. Uh, they can remove you from some parts of the quality the competition. The yeah, they can remove you from the constructors' championship, and yeah. they can reduce your time in the testing areas. You know, like the wind tunnels and stuff yeah. like that. So yeah. there's still a few things they can do, and for for me as well, I, I think it should be a case of. You, you pay back, you, you pay the fine, and then you pay back what you went over. So if you went over by four million, you pay the fine plus four million, that kind of thing. But yeah, like you just said, Tony, whatever they've whatever they've gone over by, that's had an impact a little bit on last season, more on this season, because a lot of last season they'll been putting work in to build this car. And obviously next season as well, it, it, it does impact three seasons in full. This one, I think, is the one it's going to impact the most. Um, and yeah, they, they really need to do something. They, they can't just sit there and go, yeah, we've reprimanded them. We've just told them not to do it again. Because it, it's bullshit. And any of the other big clubs, you know, your Mercedes, your Ferrari or anything like that, they're going to sit there and think, Oh Christ! If you go over by just shy of five percent of the cap, and all you're going to get is a "don't do it again." Then I agree. I'm going to do it. I was going to say I've got four issues with some of the points. Not you've said, but I've got four issues with some things you said. So one, they can remove, they can find them, and then reduce the budget for next year. What's the point? Because they've gone over the budget this year. So they'll only do it next year. It, it's not a deterrent. Two, no. you've just said Ferrari, Alpha Tauri, whoever it is, Aston Martin, they've now gone and said, do you know what? If that's all they get next year, we're going to go over the budget. So it makes a mockery of having a budget. What is the point? Man City might as well go buy every single player in the world and then say, oh, well, don't matter. Yeah. Three, I totally agree with what you just said, Jim. They should find them and then find them the money that they went over. And then they should take all them fines out of next year's budget. But again, what's the point? Because they'll just cheat again anyway. And, and that's the thing, because you go over the, the cap or anything else like that, you know, let's say it does have a massive benefit to you and you go on to win that season... For, for one thing, you've got all the prize money, all the glory and all that kind of stuff. And then you get more sponsorships. You know, you get bigger sponsorships. It goes from just being, I'm sponsored by Colgate to I'm sponsored by one of the largest bloody gin emporiums in the world or whatever. And you're just making more money. So you're like, oh, well, I don't care that I've just had to pay the FIA four million pound in fines. I've just got a 25 million pound sponsorship deal with these guys. So happy fucking days. It's, so yeah, they've, 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 got, they've got to go on them and they've got to go at it. You can't bring in a rule because I know they're saying, oh, you know, it's the first season. I don't care. 
You brought in the rule. It's been broken. Fucking discipline them. This is yeah. the, so the other side to this is, and I think it was, I can't remember which Grand Prix it was said at because, like I said, they're a bit merged into one for me. Someone said every team has had to make redundancies because of this budget. Now, I've been made redundant and it's frigging awful. If you were made redundant from a team because of this budget, the budget that's now been made a mockery of by Red Bull, how would you feel? Pissed. Because I tell you what, yeah, you'd be you'd be angry, you'd be pissed. And what Red Bull have just gone, I don't give a shit. We've gone over, like, because I think Christian Honor was arguing, well, we haven't made people redundant, we haven't done this. Yeah, because you've understood. He said they was overstaffed. Yeah. He said they missed they messed up with the furlough system and everything else. That's what it's the biggest, it's a bigger, deeper subject, isn't it? It's yeah, yeah. Accountants, audits. I I think there's a lot more to it. But it's Um, all gonna end up with lawyers. That's what end up with. And it'll be, oh well, they'll just move money and it'll just be the way it's said. And I to be honest, I don't I don't I don't think anything will happen. I really don't. I, I I'm not disillusioned enough to know that Mercedes, Ferrari, oh. every other team are hiding money. Brundle said all this. All of spending. Brundle said this. You get the rule book on any Driven Monday. Very good podcast. Have a listen after hours if you really want. Um, oh, it's not, not, as good, not as good as ours. Anyway. Thank you. You get the rules. And you have the rules. Yeah, and then you read the rules again to see how you can get round the rules yeah. or push the rules as hard as you can, and that's what makes it the sport and the racing as good as it is. Which yeah. I, oh yeah, but this this takes it to a different level, in my opinion. I I fully agree that if you can manip, I won't say cheat, manipulate the rules. And every team does it, they manipulate the rules to gain an advantage. If on your stag do, Tony, I could have manipulated that rule to beat you, I would have done. Mm. But you beat me. You manipulated the rules. You must have done, because why else would you have beat me? Um, I'm still not bitter about it at all. I'm still not. (laughs) Um, But every team, like I say, Merck probably overspent by maybe the same, maybe double, maybe a little bit less. But I bet they overspent they've hid it. I'm not saying that Mercedes oh, are white, yeah. they're white. Ferrari. Ferrari know how to bend rules. They've done it for years. But they'll all have top... They'll all be balancing the books in, in different ways. So, what, what, there's loads of little bloody caveats with this, the the budget cap and everything. Like, oh, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll make room for inflation. We'll do this. We'll do that redundancies won't get counted and all this kind of stuff. And one of them is the top three highest paid employees in the club aren't accounted for. And I said, it's really interesting because one of the top three highest paid in any of the clubs is the team principal, who just by chance is also the ones that are brought in for these rules to be brought in. So, you you know, now I know this is a Formula One podcast, but... From a, from a rugby league point of view, we all know that pretty much every rugby league club does the thing of because they've only got the salary cap 
Um, you know, they'll bring a player in from overseas and on the books he's paid X amount so that it stays within that salary cap. But his missus is working oh. in the club shop yeah. or doing whatever and she's getting a ridiculous salary but that's nothing to do with his. Yeah, 100%. And that's yeah. what they'll be doing. So oh. I, I think the likes of Christian or a Total Wolf, any of them, you know, on the books, they're earning, I don't know, 20, 30 million a year, whatever it is, but they're actually getting paid 10. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? Adam brought up a really good point. Again, going back to rugby league, the Melbourne Storm, one of the top, top teams in uh, the NRL, which is the rugby league uh, in Australia, probably the biggest league for rugby league. They got caught going over the cap. And at the time, their punishment was they got stripped of their titles. And I think, was it one season they got no points? Like, yeah. Yeah. And we all, when that yeah. came out, we were like, fucking hell, that's fucking heavy, that. But, but it, happened, it happened to Bradford. Yeah, it did. Uh, yeah, Salford yeah. as well, I think. I think they both had to start a season on negative 12 points or something. So that was effectively yeah. you starting the season and you've lost six games. Yeah. yeah. It happened, they broke the rules, they won it, they got took off them, they had to start again, and now it's all all said and done. Yeah, they should have, and this is what should happen, I think, in my opinion, and agreeing with both you guys, the FIA need to go hard on this because if they don't go hard now, they're gonna miss, yeah, they're gonna. I, I think what they'll do is they'll deduct. I, I think they'll just deduct points from the champion, the constructors' championship. I don't think they'll take anything from Max, and to a degree, I don't think they should. But they'll, they'll take it away from the constructors so that you know they, they don't win the constructors' championship. So you know, someone like Ferrari or I think they should. take points off Max Verstappen. On that 2021 last season, right? Yeah. So the title goes to Lewis, right? So it we can all happen. we can all rejoice. Just... Everyone can rejoice. The all them fans can be absolutely pissed off and angry. But then next season, 2023, oh, it's going to be a right tasty season. I I agree. I agreed with James last week when I listened to the podcast as a fan. I went on it as a fan. I totally agreed with James. I was nodding my head. I don't want Lewis to win the title like that. Because, you know, the type of guy he is, this will motivate him. And if the car's good next year, they can stick it. It'll motivate Mercedes. It'll motivate Ferrari. It'll motivate them all to stick it to the cheating gigs that are well, Toto and, is it, is it Bonossa? They went there this, this weekend and there was, like, people saying memes about, oh, I bet they're somewhere in a lab somewhere thinking of how they're going to beat Red Bull or next season and bouncing ideas off and well, you know what every maybe. club does yeah maybe yeah. yeah um right obviously we'll talk why don't we take a quick break we'll talk about the race and then some more Max Verstappen Red Bull bullshit politics because uh, obviously we've got some controversial things that happened in that race but before we take a break I'm going to do a shameless plug because while I, was, while I was in America, I met an F1 fan and he was 
excellent. He was really nice, really friendly, and he added our podcast then and there. I don't know his name. I didn't catch it. I hope you're listening. He works at the Hollywood Hero and Villain store in the Orlando Premium Outlets. So if you are listening, I hope you're enjoying it. Thank you. Shut up, Tony. And uh, we'll see you in the second half. He was dressed up as Barney. This meeting is being recorded. Welcome back to part number two. What the hell are you wearing on your head? Is this what for balance? That- I, 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 I've chosen and want to wear this hat. And I would also like to say that Christian Horner and every other member of the Red Bull company are very nice people and did not breach the budget cap. Is that, is that right? Ah, this is why they breached the budget cap. What? Because of the balls? Part James a hat? No. James was working for them all along. And he, he quoted a million pounds for his salary. Um, I, I, need, I need you to explain, James, what, why, where... Oh, it's Daniel Ricciardo on that's fine. It, no, yeah, it's, no. it's Daniel Ricciardo. We, we got it a couple of years ago. Well, sorry, Charlie got it a couple of years ago. I decided I like that more than mine, and I've been wearing it. I thought it said 30 it is a nice on hat. it, I thought it said 33 on it. I was going to say, get off this podcast now. <laughs> so welcome back, everyone. Um, part number two, episode 21. James Stainforth in his usual spot, back in his usual spot. Me, survived Hurricane Ian. Back in my usual spot. Tony, where are you? Because we can't decide. I'm still yeah. in the beautiful island that is Barbados. So it is Barbados, right. Barbados. We were just saying, I've been seeing Barbados for the last two <laughs> weeks on this podcast. And every time I've said it, I'm like, oh, is it the Bahamas? No. Yeah. It's- remember, I-, I think you're actually in Sheffield. I'm I think definitely you're just lying not. <laughs> I think you're in Sheffield. The whole wedding was staged, just like the moon landing. Uh, and you and Beth are just going to Tanatics every day just to kind of colour up a little bit. How damn you. Damn um, you. You've got you even said that the Reverend was in England. Yeah. I think he lived in Sheffield. You've also got another fake background on. You showed us that beautiful sunshine. That was fake. That hotel room. Sheffield, definitely Sheffield. Yeah, well, you know who wears who wears a three piece suit in Barbados? We all know Only it's called Sheffield. Only idiots. Um, so stylish, <laughs> stylish idiots, by the way. No, I'm... mate, we've seen the Yeezys. That's well, not yeah, style. Yeah, that is not. I could have bought some fake ones in Florida. Do you mean real ones, Mark? No, they were fake. Yeah, I still chose not to. I nearly I bought the Crocs instead because they were better. <laughs> um, would rather wear, would rather wear Primark's um, Greg's range. Yes, I would head to towing Greg's than them bloody trainers he wears. So the race, I will give you the order. I will give you my very limited information. It was a very negative. Um, first half of the show, everyone, but I do think it's deserved. 
People may think we're anti-Red Bull. They'll be right. But they bring it on themselves. <laughs> they bring it on themselves. So, the Japanese race, I didn't see part one, which was two laps. I haven't seen part two. But the final top ten was Verstappen, Perez, Leclerc, Ocon, Hamilton, Vettel, Alonso, Russell, Latifi. Latifi in nine. What, what have I missed? And Norris 10th. It's, it was just a case of Latifi just didn't have enough time to crash. That Do you know what? He had a two-hour rest between his lap, two laps at the beginning and then the want enough laps in the second half of the race and he got confused, bless him, and he thought, actually, I'll drive. Oh, I can, I can actually finish ninth when it's a short race like this. He, he probably crashed on the outlap after the race had finished. We probably didn't see that. Um, so, from my limited knowledge of the race, which I will be watching on Friday, I'm probably getting very angry and shouty like Tony Rawson does. Uh, Mulching not Rawson, beg your pardon. Leclerc received a five-second penalty for leaving the track and gaining an advantage in a fight with Perez, which basically handed the title to a very shocked Max Verstappen. This was because the rules state, and I have it written down because it confused the hell out of me. Section um, 57, or whatever the fuck it is. Yeah, so maximum points are given, even though half points should have been given, as only 50 to 75% uh, of the race was done. So if half points had been given, like the rules apparently state, then... Max wouldn't have won the title, but for some reason, the FIA, sponsored by Red Bull, give full penalty point, uh, full, uh, maximum points of the race, and um, Max ended up winning and apparently got told halfway through an interview with Johnny Herbert. Yeah, supposedly it the race wasn't suspended. So uh, no, right? Okay. The, this is how it went when I was what when I watched it. They re, they did two laps, then they then they suspended it, then they red flagged it. So then in between yeah. this, they then they then started Sky was then bringing out all this shit about oh if it's suspended, this is how they calculate the points depending on how many laps, for example, the percentage of the race that's been completed <laughs> if the race gets suspended. So, but the race didn't get suspended. It they had a race, even though it was a very feeble race. They still yeah. raced. Okay. So then they were then for awarded the points. But when it rained at the start, all this convers all this time for this conversation to tee up. Oh, he can't win it. He can win it. Suddenly, that's what led to the end of the race. Like, oh, has he won it? Has he not won it? Because suppose the Radio 5 Live, they really kicked off and was like, oh, I haven't won it. Like, this is a shambles. Like, what's going on? We don't know anything. And even when they announced that he'd won it, they were still kicking off on Radio 5 Live saying, oh, no, they've got it wrong. I have got this wrong. It's all, this is all wrong. But as a fan, at the end, trying to find out if he has or not, I mean, it was a shambles. Even he didn't know if he'd won it or not. It's a, it was a sham. It was an absolute shambles. It was embarrassing. 
I mean, well, what, what a way to go. So we've, we've oh, the race was suspended. I don't get that. Yeah, it's, it basically stopped after two laps because um, science crashed and there was various other incidents mm-hmm. and it was too dangerous. So that is suspending the race. Yeah. Red flag yeah. suspended the race. They had a three-hour then- window and then they have two hours to complete that race and it was about another hour or so, wasn't it, that they were yeah. waiting for a, 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 a weather window. But they were still racing, and it the chequered flag came out because the three hours ended. Yes. So they, had, they still had a race. race. If, 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 if it was red flagged and the three hours finished, then they would have had to go to the the, the differing points. But they didn't do 15... I know they changed the rules this year after the pass that was Spa last year, because obviously that was just that was an even bigger fast with a rain. I thought because it was between 50 and 75 percent of the race distance, half points should be awarded. If it's over 75, they give full points. Yeah. I don't get where this other grey area has come out in their rules that they've managed to give Max effectively the championship. Oh yeah, and it was a, it was a, the Honda's home track as well. Mm, that's exactly. Isn't it? <laughs> so mm. before we rant about this, because we will, um, Max, when it restarted, give him his due. Drying track, he he finished clear of um, Leclerc by twenty five seconds. Not not a problem with that. The guy is awesome. He's a great driver. Not got a problem with that. If you can drive like that and be 25 seconds clear of the rest of the field, you're in a class of I mean, I mean, Mark, when it started, he went round the outside of Leclerc for about the first three corners and yeah. led, led the race. And I was like... You, you can't deny you know it. I'm, I'm, I'm not <laughs> denying the kid is talented and he, des- he deserves two championships. The way he's got them is wrong, both of them. But... It was an absolute shit show from the FIA because I think the big concern was Gasly. Oh. Uh, received a 20-second penalty for speeding under red flag. Yet he nearly missed, he nearly hit a recovery truck, which is eight years since <laughs> George Bianchi died under exactly the same conditions, under exactly the same circumstances, exactly the same track. I always so, ask about that because... We, we already said earlier, I haven't seen the race. I've seen highlights, but that's never covered in any of the highlights or anything. But I've seen the posts on the social media sites where, you know, the likes of Perez and everyone else are making comments of they need to stop bringing cranes out on the track. This is how Jules died. Yeah, exactly. I was sat there and I was like, what the hell has gone on? They've not learned so the lesson in the highlights. From a, the, so they didn't put it in the highlights at all. No, not that I've seen. They no. haven't learned their lesson because it was almost like a carbon copy. Yeah, it was literally. And all and right, Gazza was speeding, but they they said Jules Bianchi was, didn't they? You know, they mm-hmm. they kind of tried to pin the blame on him on him, but in them conditions where you suspended quotation marks a race because apparently they didn't. Why the hell is a recovery truck 
on the track. On the track. Why is there a vehicle on that track when there's cars racing? Regardless of what what flag it is, why 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 are they and what weather it is, what flag it is? Yeah. Again, like I've said, these cars can travel very very quickly. And the low why will go under a digger. Yeah, even if they were driving at a reduced speed, which is normally forty percent. Yeah, that's forty yeah. percent of two hundred kilometers an hour. I know, but if you watch it's the replay, so you can't even see. You, the scary thing is, you, you can't, can't see can't shit. See yeah, <laughs> yeah, no. What I saw in the highlights was um, Gasly driving um, when the the advertising board was on his front, and oh, he's like, yeah. he was, that was early on. He, and the visibility was that poor with the weather. He was even saying, "There's something on the front, but I can't see what it is." Yeah, it was after. It was later on. He's literally. <laughs> you can see there. It goes from like a. It's got the sign. Is it a VSC or? It's got the sign say, and then it flashes red in the distance, and he's still speeding, and then it flashes red again, red again, red again, but he's actually already gone past the truck that was on the track. So only when it slows it down, the replay, and he. On, on my replay, on my video, it actually showed a circle where it was, and you're like, fucking hell. Like, if he'd have run wide, he'd be dead. And he wouldn't, he wouldn't have been dead. He would have killed a couple of other people as well. So, cash your man back to last weekend, Singapore. There was a replay when I watched it. Um, it was someone who went into the barrier front wing. Was it Sonoda? Sonoda. And there was two marshals on the track collecting that front wing under a green flag conditioned yeah. track and even and Brundle and um, Crofty at the time said I hope to God that was a replay yes it, it wasn't under yes. the green like we thought it was it was under yellow but on none of them replays I've seen of it can you see yellow panels flashing in the background it all looks green what are they doing what <laughs> are they doing I, I honestly think since Charlie um, Whiting died the FIA has been an absolute shit show. You know, we can blame Michael Massey as well. Sorry, Jim. We can blame no. Michael Massey, but it's the whole organisation just seems to have fell apart. I've said it a few times on this podcast now, and it's nearly always around the decision on do we bring out the safety car or not, where something happens... And it's pretty much always been a case of a car's broken down smack in the middle of the track. And then the FIA, you know, there's like another three laps before they're like, oh, yeah, maybe we should get the safety car out. It, and it should be an instant decision. Man, there's, there's a car in the middle of that track, right? Yeah. Safety car straight away. Get the car slowed down. That should be it. Not just like a, all right, let me think about it. Two laps go by. Let's go virtual safety car. Another lap goes by. You know what? Maybe an actual safety car would be better here. It should just be, boom, there you go. And the, the visibility on that track was piss poor. Yeah. Should that really have gone ahead? I don't know. Brundle said it again on them. On there, he said they should have forced them to go on to wets as well. When they yeah, they should. Yeah. Because I thought they did when it fully restarted. I thought they had to go on wets. No, I think they had the option, and a few tried to cheekily right. push it on inters. They should or some tried to put the inters on almost immediately when they should have just said no. 
full wets, force, everyone's on a wet. You know, like they do with the DRS. DRS isn't open till whenever. Yeah, two laps after it's declared a dry race. Yeah. yeah. I, FIA, embarrassing. embarrassing. I'm, I'm going to say something now that it's just coming to my mind. You might disagree. I think mm. the petrol safety car is the, the worst idea they've ever had because I think it now throws doubt whether they throw a safety car out or not. And I think that couple of seconds of doubt now, oh, we'll put the VSC out. Oh, or actually, should we do a safety car? I think that doubt, whereas before it was safety car, done. Now you've got a decision to make where it's a VSC, which, again, is a bit of a waste of space after watching Singapore and they were all jockeying and chasing each other and Max went by someone, didn't he, and didn't get penalised. But... I honestly think that now they've got a decision to make, it's going to cost someone's life or a yeah. serious accident. Get rid of it and just have safety car or not, or red flag. I I disagree, Mark. I think I think I don't know. I think you're maybe slight overreaction to the race and what's happened previously. I think the VSC is needed because. It neutralizes the race. Something's happened, VSC. Oh shit, something's happened. It's like the precursor to right, something serious, S a safety car or red flag. I think the VSC is just that quick, right? Everyone needs to slow down. But it doesn't neutralize the race. If you watch Singapore and they've done it on other tracks, they cheat the system again. Well, we, well no, it was absolutely bang up Sans's ass. And pushing him and trying that, they shouldn't have. That's not neutralizing the race, they're still racing. But I think. I, I, I actually agree with both of you. As weird as that sounds, believe it. Okay. I, 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 get, I get your points, Mark, I do. Um, because it does it does have that air of doubt in there, like, well, what shit, what do we do? But I agree with Tony, of it, you know, it, it, it does have. It's benefits. I mean, if you're looking at it from a carbon neutral point of view, it's one less car on the track. That's not the fucking reason for the virtual safety car, but what they should, I, I think they should keep the virtual safety car, but they should just make it nice and simple. It's just a case of, look, if there's debris on the track that needs picking up by stewards, virtual safety car, everyone's reduced their speed by 40%. That's fine. If it's a car on the track, as in, you know, Life's at risk and that kind of stuff. Latifi pulling up Abu Dhabi 2021. Yeah. Oh, oh mate, as, <laughs> as soon as Latifi pulls off, you know, when the lights go out and, you know, Latifi, you know, yeah. releases the clutch, <laughs> that's it, safety car. Um, but yeah, if, if if it's a case of getting cars off the track and stuff like that, then yeah, maybe that should be the It should just be a kind of. This shouldn't make it so complicated. Really. Here's, another, that kind of here's another idea then. It's not it's safety yeah. car, but when the VSC gets called, the pit limiter comes on, so they are all at the same speed and they can't go any faster. You yeah, see, that would be good because the thing with the virtual safety car is it's just a case of you reduce your speed by X percent. I said what the percentage was on the in the past, I can't remember what it is off the top of my head right now, but it's, it's still effectively racing conditions. That's what I mean. Neutralizes the race. Don't 
doesn't stop it. It doesn't. It just says, right, everyone be aware, slow down. But, but I the dirt was like saying, they're too busy people playing games. Yeah, yeah. People take advantage of it. But logistically, Mark, they can't. You can't put a safety car on every time. You can't suddenly no. pull the safety car out. Everybody fucking slows no. down, shuffles. No. The, time, the, the, safe, the safety car gets taken advantage of as well. Whoever's yeah, in pole, that you know, the safety car goes in, but the race doesn't start until the guy sitting in pole thinks, "Yeah, I'm going to go now." Yeah, to so be honest, they, Mark, they can go and they can wait for that perfect moment, you know, whether it's just after a turn or just before, and they're like, "Right, I'm going to slow right down, concertina the entire pack, and now I'm flying off." So. Both the VSC and, and the actual safety car. It's like, yeah, they, they, they've, they've both got the pros and cons and they both can get manipulated and taken advantage of. I, I don't think it's a case that anyone could ever win. No. To, to be honest, would you have these thoughts, Mark, and James, or anybody, if the, the FIA had gone harder on people for abusing the VSC? Would you still have these thoughts? No, would you be no, like, no, no. If the police did and said, right, you've yeah. in the piss now, because a W wave yellow on the track means slow down, be prepared to stop. And let's be yeah. honest, none of them are doing a speed where they can stop because they're all pushing it. If that's the case, then you're 100% Tony, I would About agree seconds. with the virtual safety car if they policed it and said, right, you, you, you gained half a second on him, there's a penalty. Right, you, you were, you were racing him and trying to get an advantage and wait for the panel to turn green and get a jump on him. There's a penalty. Because no one would take the Safety. No one would take the piss then, would they? I agree with that. Yeah, yeah I agree again, with that. get a black and white flag. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, Singapore again, I go back to it. Perez got a penalty yeah. for <clears> dropping back. <throat> dropping back from the safety car, like, they all do it. You know, Perez was telling the car to quick, quicker, quicker, quicker. I get that they've got to get the tyres warmed up. That was a bit of a, a, a kind of a minor, like, you know what I mean? It was a minor rule that he broke. If he's backed off the safety car, I've not got a problem with that. But, yeah, I, I totally agree with that. I think, actually, if the police did more, the virtual safety car would probably mean more. But just put the like say maybe put the pit limiter on because they'd all be doing fifty mile an hour yeah. and it would be yeah. like a scale electric track because none of them could go faster or gain an advantage. You're going fifty. Yeah. You know what I mean? All this earliest time of arrival bullshit that they're currently doing isn't working. To change it and like say it might then work because you can't bring the safety car out every time. Yeah, you're right. I just think it was a near miss, and that should not. We shouldn't even be having this conversation. But that's that. That is what is pissing me off about this season. And we've on this podcast today, we've spoke more about the FIA and how shit they are than the actual racing, the actual F one. Why F one is F one? The actual racing. Well, I'm I'm more shocked because you've been a married man for forty eight hours or seventy two hours now. And you've come up with some really good points. It's changed you. I don't like this, Tony. You're clever. You're smart. He's really you watch, more, you watch Formula <laughs> One. I don't like it. Go back to... Oh, I fell asleep. 
in fairness, I did see a post on Instagram of him laying out on the beach reading his 2022 F1 yeah. for Dummies book. I know. You've been, you've been swatting up, haven't you? Yes. I have. And I had the opportunity from such a hard working life that I live back at home. Um, I've managed to um, get find some time in my head anyone, schedule. If anyone's listening to this, that was the biggest load of bullshit he's ever said on the <laughs> podcast. Because he has not got a hard working life. Let let us tell you that right now. His wife literally does everything for him. He's like a spoiler. Oh, no. oh, bullshit. Bullshit. That's yeah. just, that's 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 that's, oh, that's Mate, she basically feeds you big aeroplanes and choo-choo trains. So let's not pretend that you do anything for yourself. I don't want to get if you if you want man napping, you'd probably have to change that for you too. Wow. Wow. Predictions, anybody? Or should we uh, carry well, on talking shit about the race? Yes! Let's talk predictions! Uh, well, I've just got a couple of more things. Um, no, I haven't right. actually. That was it. First, uh, first so, of all, yeah. we still... Now, you did a plug for a guy in America that you met for all of two minutes. Met nice a big guy. deal about him. Yeah. Really nice guy. Works at this place. Blah, 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 blah. And then you go, but I don't know his name. No, I didn't take his name. We just talked about another one. At the second time, you still haven't put the plug in for the company that we're doing this for. So I'll do it for you, Mark. You know, we oh, would oh. like to just say thank you to Andy at Cookie Cast. You know, Sorry, Andy. Me and Tony love you, mate. Num nuts <laughs> there, whether he does or not, I don't know. Uh, uh, Andy knows. <laughs> Andy knows. I apologise, Andy. And Please. Andy, if, if you can actually give this particular episode a different title, just call it Horner's Corner because, let, let's face it, just pretty much from pressing record, we instigated Horner's Corner and we just we bitched did. and moaned about him. I mean, there wasn't much of a race, to be fair, so we had to fill it with something. Um, yeah, okay. I apologise. Please listen to the other podcasts on CookieCast. We have a wrestling one, the beer one, um, an NFL one, a football one. I'll, I'll plug that more because I've also shamelessly plugged a person I met in America that may or may not listen to this podcast. Never mind. Scumbag. He, he listen listen a- to the <laughs> NFL one as well, mate. Listen to the NFL one as well, buddy. Elmer's, yeah. Elmer's not here now, so he's got a Banner the dinosaur, mate. And it's a small world seven times. Right, quick quick driver standing <laughs> us then. Um, so Max Verstappen has won the title with 366 points. Perez is now second, 253. Leclerc, 252. Russell, 207. Sainz, 202. And Hamilton, 180. Next race is United States on the 23rd of October, 8pm UK time. 56 lap race, 3.4 miles, 20 corners. I mean, I think you talked about the driver market last week. Did you? I did, but there's been some movement, hasn't there? Yeah, yeah. Let's quickly do that, and then we'll talk predictions. Now, I think we're all... Where are we in the driver's market? I think we're all about there, except for a couple of teams, aren't we? So, Gasly's gone to Alpine. Um, De Vries has gone to AlphaTauri. And Latifi's gone from Williams, but they haven't got a replacement yet. I think are they, oh, Hass and Williams are the only two teams out there that have That's got driver spare. Well, I don't, I don't really know any rumours. It's kind of gone a bit yeah. quiet. 
Only so thing I've heard this week about the whole thing really is Ricardo is actually now turning around going, let's face it, I ain't got to drive for next year. Yeah, which I am gutted about. I am gutted about. So we, we, we kind of touched on it, didn't we, saying, we, you know, we, we, we all kind of think he's just going to take a year out and, well, look like you are now, mate. Yeah. So, so do, you want to, do you want to speak predictions then? Because so I haven't actually got you two guys down for Japan. I didn't know what yours was. I knew mine was Max Leclerc. So what did James? What did you predict? I'll I'll come to me shortly. Okay. So, Tony, yeah, what did yeah. I'll tell you, man. Go on. Yeah, go for it. I had Mark, Max, Leclerc, and Perez. And they did cross the finish line like that. And to be honest, for about 99% of the race, it was that. However, for some reason, uh, he, he, he cut the chicane. And I'll never know why. And that'll be one of the re- one of the things that I'll take to my grave where I'll still be thinking it, laid in a hospital bed somewhere, thinking, why the fuck did he cut that corner? Have you added him to the list? So now it's like um, Leclerc, Morris and Woody. And you just hit the three of them. Oh, yeah, so. Ferrari, Ferrari now are dead to me. Ferrari. I'm not a fan. Fuck them. Fuck Ferrari. <laughs> Fuck them all. Fuck them. Okay. You all, you all that prestige. Thank you. I got it in again. Gone. 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 Okay. I'm sick. I'm sick of waiting for you to do well. And every time, every weekend, you just fuck you up. Every weekend. And I'm just sick of it now. I dare ask what James got. I dare ask what... Yeah, I was going to say, can, can we talk about my predictions, please? Is it by any chance Max Perez Leclerc? Yeah, a little bit. Is it? <laughs> Is it? Yeah. Oh, God. Do you know what? I was so... No, that's that's that says it all. I got the that six points. I was so pleased and last I got the week. bonus point. I was so pleased last week that you were last and me and Tony were joined first. Now it's it's literally swapped around, on it? Yeah, pretty much. I've gone back to first. Uh, Mark, you're in second. And Tony, um, Beth's got a lot of work if she wants to keep that little bit of a wedding vow that she put in there. Of I will, I promise to try and prevent the shoey. I know, I can't I believe it. So many little plugs to the podcast in that vow, them vows that she did was been awesome. Even Adam, though, even Adam made that prediction. Max Perez Leclerc, we both said... Perez's sole purpose in life for that race is keeping Leclerc off. So what? When? He didn't know, did he? He didn't. No, he didn't. He applied enough pressure for a Ferrari driver to have to come off the track for their own advantage and get a five-second no penalty. So what? Them replays. There was no pressure. He, so lit- he, he sustained the pressure and then for some reason on the last chicane, he went straight on. Why? Five second penalty. <laughs> so, so what was what's the scores, James? After eighteen rounds, give us them again. So, I am now back in first place with forty three points. Uh, Mark, you're in second. With... I don't want to do it anymore. I'm sure. <laughs> how many times has it flipped? How many times have I gone bottom? Exactly. Mark's in second place with forty one points. Uh, Tony, you're in last with 40 points. There's only, there's still not much in it. No. Bullshit. No. I should be winning. I should be winning by a mile right now. But, but you're not. 
And you should sure. all be in my I, shit I should have won cutting, but I didn't. Life shit. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, and everyone in Leeds knows about it. Uh, I didn't eat for a week. That's exactly. how I pushed the limit. So, USA, <laughs> who wants to go first? I'll go first. Okay, I'm I can't remember what the rules were. As he's a married man, my gift to him is he can go first. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that gift. Not Sign a problem, mate. Not a problem, TMA. So heartfelt. Yeah. I'm going to go. Max. Best telling you now, isn't she? She's given me a prediction, but if I choose to listen to it, it's to me. No, no, you're married now, mate. You will listen to your wife. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Cho- cho- yeah. Choice is no longer a thing. No, you, you signed that away 48 hours ago. You've had it. Yeah. You sure? You wouldn't go with... You wouldn't. You sure you won't go with him? No. I've got first and third. It's just second. So and... who, you, who you got third? I've got Lewis Hamilton third. Okay. Ooh. So come on then, who's second? You must be toing and throwing. Toing and throwing. <sighs> come on. I'm gonna go with. <sighs> Don't know. Signs. Interesting. Mm. James? Beth, I've got a gamble now. I'm sorry. We've got a gamble. I'm last. Do you want me to go? You could go, James. Well, these aren't might, best predictions. Okay. This might be the fastest so, I've got ever. Max. Yep. For the win. I've got Perez in second. Okay. Similar kind of reason as well. Uh, I, I think they're going to want Perez again to make sure Max gets the win just so that he can look at breaking another record for the most wins in a season. But I've also got Hamilton as third. What are you giggling at, Tony? That was best prediction. Oh, Really? Now my my red face is as red as a Ferrari supporter. Okay. Go on, Mark. So, I had some predictions and changed them just before I come on the podcast. So, I had down Max. I I want both. You want both? I want the ones you're going with and the ones you had. Right, so the ones I had was Max to win, Hamilton second, and Perez third. But then I had a bit of a a Red Bull strop, and I think that they will want first and second in the drivers. So I think Perez will win. Perez? You think Perez is going to win? Yeah, I think Perez will win because he's only a point in front of Leclerc, so they'll want him to win. With Mexico next week? Yeah. Oh, week after, yeah. sorry. Max second. And Hamilton third. Oh, wow. That's some bold-ass predictions there. So I mixed it up. I kept the same three drivers, just in a different order. 
Yeah, a little tweet because I do think that Mr. Horner and Mr. Mattershits and all the lovely people at Red Bull, now they've got the title, they will want maximum team points now to win the constructors and they'll want Perez second. Should I tell you what I've got a feeling? There's a driver who I've got a feeling is going to be. I've got a feeling. Go on. Lando Norris. I don't know why. I just feel like he's going to be. He's going to be around there. Is that what Beth said? No, she said. Is that what your book said? Is that what your book said? I will repeat. I will repeat what she said. Well, it is. That could be the podium. Was that Latifi on the cover? No. (laughs) No, they haven't made it yet. Oh, we have. I mean, quickly, Latifi will no longer be driving for Williams. It's 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 a bit of a bombshell. I don't think we've mentioned it. Whatever. No, he's he's gone after this season. They're not renewing his contract. He's done. Oh, Oh, we knew that. We knew that. Oh, we knew that. Oh, I didn't. We knew that. As in, he's not racing. Again, oh, yeah, no, no, no. that was it. You know what the teeth Then we should have completed in a completely different episode. No, it's not Off that. After you go. On that bombshell that wasn't a bombshell, um, <laughs> thank you both for joining me. Again, congratulations to Tony. He took time out from his honeymoon to join us. Thank you again to James, my wingman. Couldn't do it without him because otherwise I'd have to put up with that twat in the top left-hand corner all by myself. We know I lose my shit. Um, and on that lovely scenery, thanks for joining us and see you again next week. Bye, see you soon, guys. Bye. So there you go, watch things that. No one done, no one gone. Great to see everybody back. Great to see you guys tuning in, checking out the Formula One podcast. Whether you're listening, whether you're watching, whichever way you get it, make sure you are subscribed so that you get to find out when there's more fantastic Formula One podcasts coming your way. Like, share, comment, give it to a friend, give it to a neighbor, give it to somebody you know that loves Formula One. There's also the website, it's thecookiecast.com. There you can check out our social media links and there's an email button for you to get in touch with us, with these guys. Let them know how much you love the podcast. Let them know who your favourite team is. Anything. It's all good. That's it for this one. Until next time, I'm going to say bye and I'll see you then. How awesome is that? So awesome. you got to like, share and subscribe.